reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty except for one man's. Welcome, everybody. This is episode two of Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. I am Justin Lamb, your host. I am a resident expert on all things 90s, according to no one but myself. And, um,. I am also a resident expert on beer because I drink it a lot. And the person that can confirm that the most is with me today, my wife, Erica Lamb. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Thanks for asking. Good. I kind of like the setup better. I, had, I was sitting in a, in a chair in the corner of my basement, uh, well, the corner of my bar that I built in my basement. And uh, now I'm sitting behind the bar. You're sitting at the bar. So yes. I feel like this is like a bartender thing. This might turn into a therapy session instead of... Uh, discussion we'll have to see how see how it goes with all the beer you're about to feed me that's true i'm gonna feed you beer this episode is actually about people that do not drink beer because erica you do not drink beer this is correct you're a you're a wine person specifically red wine you yes. do have one favorite beer what is it yingling yeah, yeah. Yingling. Mm-hmm. and we're in michigan and you uh can't get yingling here correct it's very sad even though you can get it in ohio yeah so a lot of people are turned off to beer because of the taste i mean outside of what we grew up with in high school and college drinking bud light and things like that uh, a lot of people don't like the extra the bitter stuff uh, stouts can be scary because they're so thick and dark and intimidating in a glass and a lot of people shy away from beer why don't um, you drink beer beer makes me feel fat it it bloats me i don't i feel like a slinky lady when i drink wine so i'm not a big beer fan so if you're anywhere out looking for craft beers you're going to see two main things listed after every beer name at every brewery and that is abv and ibu so i think it's important that we know what those two things mean before we get into anything and it's going to help you find beers uh, and find stuff to shy away from that you might not like so first is ABV. Most of us know this because it's a percentage that we look at every time we drink anything. It's alcohol by volume. And so that's going to give you the percentage of alcohol, which with beer ranges anywhere from as low as like 2% up to, I mean, I've seen 13% beers. And the second one that a lot of people don't know, and myself included, I, I, I think I learned it at one point and then forgot it, but is the IBUs. So this stands for International Bitterness Unit. And this number is super important if you don't like that hoppy stuff. So I know, Erica, you don't really like IPAs. Correct. I constantly try to get you to try them. Everyone you order. (laughs) And uh, you're not a fan. (laughs) IPAs specifically always have a high IBU uh, because they are bitter beers. And if you don't like that flavor, uh, you're not going to jump into the craft beer bandwagon because it's not going to be something you're turned on by. So I arranged some beers for you today. They range in IBU from 8 to 96. Uh, 96 is obviously going to be the hoppiest thing that I have. And I was super surprised that it was so high because the IBU scale typically goes to 100. And so hopefully you'll find a couple that you like. I have picked a couple that I think you will like. And um, I'm sure by the end of it you won't like them at all because we get into some pretty hoppy stuff. But let it be a lesson that if you ever want to introduce someone to craft beer and you might be an IPA fan, don't go right for the IPAs because you will scare that person off because people don't like that flavor and it's it's something you become accustomed to. Most people don't try an IPA for the first time and go, oh, this is my beer. That's, that's crazy talk. 
So first off, we're going to start with Atwater Brewing. This is right out of Detroit. And this is Dirty Blonde. This is a wheat ale. So something more generic like Blue Moon is a wheat ale you might be more familiar with. But if you're in the Detroit area or anywhere in Michigan, and I think some surrounding areas as far as distribution goes, you can pick up Atwater Dirty Blonde. It is a great beer, and uh, we'll get Erica's opinion on it right now. It looks like beer. <laughs> Don't want to blow anyone's mind or anything. No, it does have a, it has a lighter color. Yeah, um, it's kind of foggy. It is a little foggy. The wheat beer is going to have a little more texture to it. You're not going to be able to see through it like you would at like a Bud Light. Oh, okay. It smells like strong beer so atwater dirty blonde uh, so atwater dirty blonde wheat ale is a four and a half percent it's actually pretty mild beer um, okay. and eight ibus means it's pretty much at the bottom of the bitterness scale so i think it tastes exactly how it smells which is a thing with beer like that's good <laughs> that's a good beer start tastes exactly how it smells there's definitely like uh, some lemon notes some citrus notes. You find that in most wheat beers. I think a lemon would be good in this. Yeah, it has about, that. I don't know about an orange. There's a lemon accent. Yeah, I feel like lemon would be good. I'm gonna um, wash everything down with a glass of Pinot Noir. <laughs> it's That's, true. Erica does have. <laughs> Erica has her backup glass of Pinot Noir because she is uh, very skeptical about drinking beer. Right Justin now. initially tried to talk me out of it. I was like, just like as like a backup in case. <laughs> I don't know what in case, but it, you know, it worked because here it is, my hand. For anyone who's wondering, I'm drinking uh, Mirasu Pinot Noir. It's a great palate cleanser if you're taste testing beer <laughs> against your will. <laughs> uh, next, we're going to do North Peak Archangel. That's a cherry wheat. It's got 5% ABV and a 22 IBU. So it's, it's a little more bitter than that first Dirty Blonde, but it's, it's not um, too much more, so you're not going to taste much. Uh, I love these bottles. Yeah, they, they're tiny little they're like medicine cute. bottles. Mm -hmm. People like these. I'm a big fan. They've gotten thinner, though. They used to be a little shorter and fatter, and they, they're a little thinner now. I don't know. Uh, Gotta I don't know keep cost do. down. Well, I, I imagine they were just reusing old medicine bottles, and they ran out. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, we got to make our own now. Um and obviously, like the last one, this is a wheat beer, but because it's a cherry wheat, it's going to have a lot more of the fruity cherry flavor instead of the citrus notes, or at least you would expect that based on its name. What's the really popular cherry wheat beer? Sam that, Adams. Sam Adams, right, right. Okay. I, I know a lot of people that like that beer. Yeah, a lot of times you can go to a bar and they'll serve it with cherries in it, and it's uh -huh. kind of a nice little accent. Once again, fruit in the beer. I know there's a whole argument on that, but... What are you going to do? So let's give this a try and we'll see. You are can we going to cheers? Yeah. Cheers, babe. You can see there's a red color to it because of the cherries in it. Yes. And they're Traverse City cherries that they use because it's Traverse City Brewery, Michigan cherries. It does not smell like cherries. No, it doesn't. So we'll see. Oh, it's really subtle. Not till it gets to the back of my throat did I taste the cherries. Yeah, I can't taste them at all. So it tastes like beer. <laughs> This does have, if there was a distinct beer taste, I do think this is a lot more of yeah. the like classic beer taste. Yeah, this doesn't have a ton of, I mean, it's a little bit darker than just like a light beer, but it doesn't really taste that different yeah. from a standard regular light beer that you would drink. Like, it's kind of whatever. All right, and now we're going to do Right Brain Brewery out of Traverse City. 
their CEO Stout, which is 5.5% and 25 IBU. So right there with the Archangel Cherry Wheat as far as IBUs go. So you're not going to get too much bitterness off this either, and we'll see what you think. Uh, the CEO stands for Chocolate, Espresso, and Oatmeal, um, which are common notes you find in a stout, but they are incredibly pronounced in this, and it's very delicious. You can find it in cans. Sometimes you can find it on draft. Uh, the tap handles for Right Brain Brewery are amazing. They're little art pieces in themselves. And if you get a chance to go to Traverse City to the brewery, it is a giant warehouse decorated by crazy people, and it's a lot of fun. They have a whole shelf of board games and old creepy dentist chairs you can sit in. It's a we weird place. We went there. Yeah. I remember that. It's a weird place. I like it. I think they have wine there, so it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> but so this is CEO's Right Brain. Cheers. Or Right Brain CEO stuff. I do not like this. Really? <laughs> it's fine. So it doesn't taste like dessert, like coffee and chocolate? And... No. It tastes like beer. I'm sorry. You get it's no... not that it tastes bad. It's just I couldn't drink a whole oh, glass yeah, no. of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I that's my the thing that I can't get past with beer. Like, it is so heavy. Um, but it, I mean, Can you taste, taste when I say coffee or when I say chocolate espresso and oatmeal, do you get those notes when you taste it? For sure, yes. Try swishing it around, too, like you do a wine. Swishing something that's carbonated around your mouth is not necessarily a great idea. <laughs> I think it tastes nice. I think this is a nice beer. I just... You can definitely... as a, Okay, so as opposed to, like, the cherry wheat, mm -hmm. this obviously has... You can taste the flavors that I would assume they would want you to taste in it. Yeah. But the cherry wheat... Do they want you to taste the cherries? It didn't yeah, really... Yeah, that was a lot more subtle than it, it, I it couldn't taste it at all. Maybe uh, more discerning. So to recap, palette. we did a, we did Atwater Dirty Blonde, which is a wheat ale. That was 4.5% ABV with 8 IBU. We did North Peak Archangel, which is a cherry wheat, 5% and 22 IBU. And we just had Right Brain CEO Stout... And that is 5.5%, and that is 25 IBU. So what you'll find typically with stouts and um, porters and the darker beers is you'll end up being in the 20s for the, your IBU, which is always a safe bet because you wouldn't call this a bitter beer, right? Oh, no, not at all. Yeah, you're not going to no. get a lot of bitterness yeah. there. Yeah. It's always a safe area to start someone off that maybe like likes Blue Moon and drinks that regularly, you can be like, oh, we'll try this and yeah, try move that different. Yeah. yeah. That's a good area to start in instead of jumping into those 55 plus IPAs. All right. Finally, we have, this is the one that I essentially got for myself. Um, Ugh, I'm going to hate it. <laughs> that is correct. So this is, this is an example of what you do not try to push on someone and be like, oh no, you're just, you haven't had the right beer yet. When will you take your own advice? <laughs> Never. Okay. Just checking. I am a very contradictory person. <laughs> Well, that tastes like an IPA. So Erica just shot that as if it were like a Johnny Vegas and she was 19. Oh my God, I'm having so many flashback memories right now. $5 Johnny Vegas, let's do this. Oh Lord. I don't even know what that was. What Johnny Vegas was? Like Red Bull and something. It wasn't everything Red <laughs> Bull and something. Back in like 2003, <laughs> correct, yes. Yeah. I know this is a 90s show, but let's just admit it. Early 2000s, everything was Red Bull and <laughs> correct. something. Correct, yep. 
You're like, hey, just so you know, Red Bull amps you up and the alcohol brings you down. It could kill you. And you're like, sweet, <laughs> add it to everything. It's a different time. So I hate this beer. To give an update. I know everyone was waiting. You're welcome. Official review. Super delicious. No. <laughs> so I think the lesson here... Going from 8 IBUs to 96 IBUs and 4 different craft beers is stop trying to get people to drink beer that don't want to. <laughs> you might succeed once in a while, but in most cases you're going to have yourself an Erica Lamb on your hands and it's just a dead end road. I have two things to say. The first is, this thing really holds on in your mouth, man. <laughs> Even when you get rid of it, it's still there, which I don't appreciate. The second thing is, I'm really glad that that entire sentence that you just recorded is on tape. So I can, like, somehow just snag that on my phone and, like, play it back to you every time. You're you like, can snag it on your phone because it's available on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcast. Slug. Live from New York, it's Saturday night! Now, as your father told you, my name is Matt Foley, and I am a motivational speaker. Before I begin, I ought to tell you a little about myself, so you'll know where I'm coming from. First off, I am 35 years old. I am thrice divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. Once again, I'm on, I'm I'm France, and we just want to pop. You are all right. Star Bear. Star Bear. Well, isn't that special? Party on, Kurt. Party on, Wayne. Making coffees. Bye-bye. All right, so this week, uh, we are going to talk about... As you just heard, Saturday Night Live. We all know that introduction. Live from New York, it's Saturday night! And so on. It's not been said. Exactly. Not, not just like that. That's all right, though. It's a little different. <laughs> uh, but Saturday Night Live in the 90s was a staple. Um, I mean, I was in... I'm going to age myself a bit. But, uh, oh, God. In, in 1990, you know, I was seven years old. And so there's plenty of jokes I didn't get, I'm sure. But I watched SNL religiously. That was like the night, Saturday night, we got to stay up late and watch SNL. Uh, and it, well, I don't think it was as racy, but I could also be remembering it differently because, you know, I was seven. In my opinion, like some of the best casts that were out there. And if you look at the movies that were made from there. And uh, obviously there's people that were there for one or two seasons, but this is the, the main cast and you're going to recognize... Is this like pre-95, are you saying? This is 90 to about 96, 97. Okay. Uh, this is Victoria Jackson, Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman, Kevin Nealon, Mike Myers, Chris Rock, Rob Schneider, Julia Sweeney, Chris Farley, David Spade, Robert Smeagol, who... I'll explain later. Melanie Hutzel, Ellen Cleghorn, Adam Sandler, Tim Meadows, and Norm MacDonald. Tim Meadows and Norm MacDonald were the two transition people that went into the late 90s cast. But let's start in the same order I just went there. Victoria Jackson, nuts. I have two things to say about Victoria Jackson. That she's crazy and well, she's crazy. Well, that's What happened to her? She was so funny on the show and now she's just nuts. When I think of her, 
I think of like blonde, curly pigtails and a jean jacket, like very <laughs> early 90s. Yeah. And now when I think of like that's you know Victoria Jackson SNL. Yeah. And she's now doing a segment Victoria's her, Secret on SNL, and yeah, it was yeah. hilarious. Super funny. <laughs> and now when I think of her, I'm like, oh, that crazy bitch on Twitter. Like yeah, she's, she's nuts. crazy. She's nuts. She's like a she is like yeah. Theorist, she is like, like one tweet away from being like I'm pretty sure Obama was a Martian. Uh, moving along, Dana Carvey. The best. Yeah, the best. The best. I will say. I think he, he peaked. I mean, obviously. No. <laughs> if you watch any interview, like when he goes on like late night talk shows. Yeah, his interviews are amazing. No, because he's amazing. Like what he does, what he puts out is like super solid, very current. You know, even though yeah. he's like known for what, like Ross Perot impressions and things like that. <laughs> like he is very current and he's a very interesting person to watch. So, so Dana Carvey had... Um, large number of notable characters on mm-hmm. SNL. Uh, some of the big ones that we're all going to remember is uh, Church Lady, mm-hmm. Garth from, For obviously, sure. from Wayne's World, uh, George Bush, George H.W. Oh, Bush, yeah. which is... The good Bush. Yeah. Uh, out of all the celebrity president impersonations, I mean, in the, especially in that era, I, mm-hmm. obviously, what Alec Baldwin's doing for Trump right now is hilarious. But uh, Dana Carvey's George Bush, like, I feel like he could have sat in the Oval Office and people would have been okay with it for a while without <laughs> noticing. Um, and then Hans and Franz, mm-hmm. we're going to pump. You are. Yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. I was hoping you'd mm-hmm. grab the second part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Dana Carvey, I mean, movie-wise, it was it was pretty much Wayne's World. He didn't do a lot of movies. I mean, wouldn't you, like, make your millions and just go and live your life? Oh, yeah, no, that's and fine. And just be funny. I'm not objecting to anything. With every person you encounter, be, like, the funniest person in the room and, like, not work. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's his stand-up, uh, I think, is more famous than anything as far as he's concerned with chopping broccoli and... <laughs> Chop and broccoli. Chop and broccoli. You like his stand-up for sure. Yeah, Dan mm-hmm. Carter's hilarious. Yeah. Um, Phil Hartman. Oh, it's sad. It's, it's sad everything to talk about, about it Phil is Hartman Phil Hartman. Because yeah, so he's not like. Uh, it wasn't a suicide. It was no, an incredibly murdered. tragic situation. So his wife was wife, right? His yeah. wife murdered him. It was a murder suicide, which is and super rare on like the woman to male side of things and the the crazier part too i mean like with his career is he had this entire successful career before joining snl Mm -hmm. he was just a successful actor before snl and then he did snl uh and he didn't do a lot of like recurring characters outside of like there's the the (laughs) caveman lawyer which is amazing (laughs) Um, he yeah. got in a bunch of trouble for his Bill Clinton commercials. Mm, uh, I just really read, good, though. yeah, I read yeah. an article where when he met Clinton for the first time, he was like, "Well, I guess I have a lot of apologies to make to you." Was that from Phil Hartman or from Bill Clinton? Oh, nice! It like was Phil Hartman. Um, can get over it. And then my personal favorite, which wasn't a recurring character, but the colon blow commercial <laughs> for the cereal colon blow. Oh my god! How many bowls will that take? And okay. he just gets. <laughs> That was, I know people want to talk about Elevated. like digital shorts and stuff yeah, now, yeah. SNL, but I have to SNL say, commercials of the 90s SNL are amazing. commercials of the 90s, yeah. like, and we'll so get into more, but they're like the best. You so think good. it's going to commercial, but you see the NBC logo in the corner yeah. still <laughs> of the TV and you're like, oh no shit, this is a, com- this yeah. is like an SNL skit, you know, and you yeah. pay attention. Will Ferrell's so. had some great ones too. Um, yeah, we'll get into that later. Has. But, uh, <laughs> um, 
Phil Hartman movie-wise, uh, House Guest, which I honestly... The best. No, no, no. I can't <laughs> I don't, even... I don't even with remember. Sinbad? Yeah. The... I didn't know you were even going to bring this up. Oh, yeah. Hands down, <laughs> one of my most favorite movies of all time. I can't believe we haven't watched it together. Yeah. I could probably still quote it while I watch it. Sinbad, like, in the 90s, Sinbad was like was a great. god, obviously. And then Phil Hartman does such a good job, even though he's so funny and, like... He knows exactly what he's doing. He yeah. just plays a deadpan suburbanite so well, you know? So um, it's a great movie. The movie we do watch with Phil Hartman every year, Jingle All the Way. Controversial. Controversial. You know how I feel about Christmas movies, and this is... October. Well, I'm a purist, <laughs> so I like to watch my Christmas movies in December. Obviously. But, you know, yeah. it's a toy. I have a lot um, of thoughts on that. That's a separate. That's a separate show. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, he he wasn't a cast member anyway. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Nealon. So good. So so I actually saw Kevin Nealon um, here in Detroit uh, at the uh, the Magic Bag. I saw him do stand up not when? too long ago. Uh, this was he. I don't know. Whenever he did a stand up tour two years ago. Did you? Yeah. I went by myself, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> or it was a really <laughs> shitty show because I don't remember it. <laughs> um, SNL, it's funny because SNL, he, he was Weekend Update, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was Franz for Hans and Franz. Mm-hmm. And he always has a cameo in literally every Adam Sandler movie. My favorite, though, Kevin Nealon, just as a sidetrack, is I was, in I, Weeds. Yeah, I was about to say like, that. Weeds, his most successful role, I yeah. think, what, nine seasons? The, well, they could have done without the last half. And but, Erica, you want to yeah. give everybody your favorite line from Weeds? Um, what do you, hey Lupita, right? Isn't that yeah. the, what do you call the thing between the dick and the asshole? The coffee table. Because they're <laughs> sitting in the yeah. living room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about if you watch the show. Uh, the best. Next, Mike Myers. Michael Myers. <laughs> what a, how do you end up with that situation where, oh, Halloween comes out mm-hmm. and you're like, what, he was probably in his teens or 20s at that point? I don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> And, I don't know. And the killer's name Michael Myers, and yeah. he's like, shit, that's my name. When he hosted the MTV Movie Awards or whatever, and they did that opening skit, and oh, it Michael was Myers. him on the other phone. He was like on the phone with the killer instead of Drew Barrymore or whatever. That scream. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm saying... Right. My bad. Okay. <laughs> um, obviously, Wayne from Wayne's World. Duh. Coffee talk. Coffee talk. Mm-hmm. So good. The Prince of Tides is neither about princes nor tides. Discuss. <laughs> Um, he did the Bears. He was one of those guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he is. I'm Simon, and I do drawings. Yep. Oh, uh, that's yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. reaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, Wayne's World. We discussed already. Austin mm-hmm. Powers, amazing. Uh, so I married an axe murder. Great. Not something you you hear about too much when it comes to my. Not Myers. anymore. It used to play on Comedy Central. You know when they would like play movies all the time. Who's and stuff. the girl that in was- that? female she's blonde she's blonde guys she i mean i have a phone no i looked it up earlier um you don't remember it's been like what an hour moving along okay chris rock so chris rock was a i was a little thrown off by chris rock because first of all chris rock rob schneider chris farley david spade and adam sandler were at the time considered the bad boys of snl that's hilarious um and chris rock is obviously hilarious um Everything, He's in his own category. Yeah, everything he does is amazing. He's made a, a life for himself off his talent, and that's fantastic. But when I was looking up SNL stuff, and I started thinking about it, he didn't. He wasn't like a. 
he didn't do much there. I'm I mean, he was always, think. it almost was like he was the token black guy and they didn't give him recurring roles, you know? Right. I was just going to say, God, out of the, all those people that you named, yeah, what is different about Chris Rock? Chris Rock would like, the, he would appear on Weekend Update if there was any sort of like uh, African-American story and they're like, oh, we need to put our one black cast member, which is unfortunately almost the same today. Like, right. That's a whole, we're, like I said, we don't get political on the show, but... Uh, it's a little ridiculous. It's a thing. Um, but Chris Rock, I mean, how much can you say about him? He's done everything. His stand-up alone in the 90s, I think, probably made more money than most people's movies. He's like why Amy Schumer did a special, a comedy special called The Leather Special. Yeah. Uh, CB4. Yeah. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. I was not allowed to see that movie. Well, my I brother mean... uh, rented that movie and my mom made me like <laughs> hang out in my room <laughs> I remember trying to sneak out to see it, and I was like, I don't get any of this. Um, <clears throat> Julia, no, not there. Rob Schneider. I have Rob so Schneider. much to say about Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider's great. Um, he, can I say, first of all? Sure, of course. This is like the SNL character that my mom and me reference. So what? it's like the tie-together connection with me and my mother. Okay. Uh, his Well, his only, well, not his only probably, but his most popular recurring character Rich Meister, where he's like, anyone that he sat by the copy machine and anyone that came up, he's like, oh, Erica making copies, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Erica okay. Lango, Erica mm-hmm. Mung. Like, uh, mm-hmm. That was his thing, and I loved that sketch, and yeah. my mom still quotes it. Don't say the word copy around my mom, you will hear Rob Schneider quote. But obviously, he went on to make uh, some great movies. He was in every Adam Sandler movie as somebody. Um, and then obviously, go ahead. My most favorite movie of all time, which is not a 90s movie, yeah, but that's it's why close it's enough, not so on we're, not gonna, we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. However, I could probably talk about it for an entire episode. The Hot Chick. I knew that was coming. The I could probably talk about Rachel McAdams for an entire episode. Yeah, we learned about her there. Uh-huh. But Rob Schneider. Yeah. That's one of the best movies. And Adam Sandler has a couple of recurring... He has a recurring... Um, role in that where he pops up throughout the movie and, and his line is you can put your weed in there and it's really it's i mean it's and let's not discount guys. uh deuce bigelow male gigolo i feel like we i didn't say could. european gigolo because that one did yeah. not do super yeah, yeah. hot but the first one was hilarious mm-hmm. um fantastic and i think they did a really good job of that but moving right along julia sweeney uh Yes. Pat. Pat. <laughs> it's Pat. I mean, so good. All right. We said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, Chris Farley. I feel the, sad. Yeah. Um, I actually, my, my friend Adam was going to be on here tonight with me and I forced my wife to, but uh, when I asked him how he felt about SNL in the nineties, his response was, I'm pretty sure I cried when Chris Farley died because he was a staple in your household. Um, just absolutely amazing. The talent, the the, sacri- the physical sacrifices he would make for any bit to yes. make people laugh and, and how quick he was on his toes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. I watched Beverly Hills Ninja earlier today. He did. Uh, so good. Um, and then obviously Tommy Boy, Black Sheep. Um, his character matt foley Mm -hmm. motivational speaker speaker. uh we heard a clip from that he was uh one of the dub bears guys his absolutely i brought this up to someone at work who's in her 50s and 
to Chris Farley and the first thing she said was like, oh, the Chippendale sketch. Yeah. Him and Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze, R.I.P. also. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is just depressing. Both of them. Yeah, it's yeah. really sad. God. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, that's now yeah. I'm just bummed out. Um, Gap Girls at the Mall. Lay off me, I'm starving. The <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, he was the lunch lady for Adam Sandler's Lunch Lady song. Yeah. Which is amazing. But uh, yeah, just. Tommy Boy is Absolutely awesome. fantastic. Oh, I mean, it's, it I really is. Black we watched Sheep. that last week, right? We watched Tommy so Boy good. last week. We put it on randomly. And I mean, I was making dinner and kind of moving around the house, and I could hear it, you know, when I yeah. went into different rooms and stuff. And I was just cracking up at every line. And I think it's more the duo. I mean, Chris Farley's amazing by himself, but it's the duo of Chris Farley and David Spade. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you knew they were, like, best friends in real life. Yeah. So when and they were on David screen, Spade it was great. David Spade is just, like, the most deadpan little man of all He's, time. So David Spade is the next guy on the list. Right. Um, another guy who didn't have recurring characters mm-hmm. on SNL. He had his flight attendant character where he's like, oh, bye-bye, yeah. bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. uh, but his flight attendant character on Tommy Boy was way yeah. better than that. And well, he's actually said himself, <laughs> until he got Hollywood Minute on Weekend Update, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of stuff going on for him there. And Hollywood Minute was hilarious. And actually, there was a huge scandal there because uh, Eddie Murphy had just done Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh. And in Hollywood Minute, mm-hmm. David Spade goes... Uh, they show a picture of Eddie Murphy, and he goes, Oh, look, kids, a falling star. <gasps> And Eddie Murphy, like, was pissed about it. And he, there was a whole public thing about it between him and SNL and him and David Spade. He was not happy with that joke. Wow. Because, you know, that's where he started. Like, Buckwheat and, like, Mm -hmm. Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. So good. That's 80s. We're not there. Um, David Spade, though, absolutely amazing. He's done really well for himself. Obviously, you got Tommy Boy, Black Sheep. um, uh, And he did little parts in Adam Sandler movies, but he was on Just Shoot Me, which, mm-hmm. like, show. we got to do a TV episode, because, yeah. like, Great that, show. News Radio, mm-hmm. there were some amazing 90s shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Just Shoot Me. Did you know that ran for seven, I think, seven seasons? That's I'm not crazy. surprised. But, uh, show. yeah, Just Shoot Me was amazing. And then he's still, I mean, he's still doing stuff today. He do, does really well for himself. And then I just found out when I was doing some research, some trivia I introduced to people this morning, including your sister, mm-hmm. that people didn't know. Uh, I definitely didn't know. His sister-in-law is Kate Spade, as in, like, designer Kate Spade. As in basic bitch stuff, Kate Spade. <laughs> Order your pumpkin spice lattes, folks. Um, Robert Smeagol, Smeagol? Smeagol. Whatever it is. I kept him on here for a couple reasons. Uh, one, he was one of the DeBears guys. Funny. And then later years uh, in the other cast that we'll talk about, he did the Saturday TV Funhouse. Saturday TV Funhouse. <laughs> TV Funhouse. Yes. TV fun house. <laughs> come back with my shoe. Um, yeah, he did the animation episodes. Mm-hmm. And they're so good. They're the best. One of my favorite uh, episodes from SNL, which is probably because of the host, but I also think the sketches were amazing, was when Nev Campbell hosted. But we'll get into that oh, later. God, and he did a go. he did a ambiguously gay duo yeah. sketch in that, which is absolutely great. Um, Melanie Hutzel. Uh, she was... A little lesser known, but she was uh, the blonde girl. Yes. She did Jan Brady. Yeah, she did so the Delta, good. Delta, Delta sorority girl. Um, <laughs> she actually quit showbiz after SNL to raise her daughter and has just recently started getting into it again. So if you want to know more about her, look her up. 
Melanie Hutzel. Um, Ellen Cleghorn, another, I can think of so many sketches with her in them, like uh, from commercials to one of my favorite 90s SNL cast sketches is, uh, they it was like an advertisement for a Christmas album and they're all at a Christmas party and drinking eggnog and stuff and it's very 90s. Uh, she's in that. But she was another, she was the token black female. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so she's like the 90s Leslie Jones. It's yeah. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. We've, but, uh, we've only moved the maybe a little bit. Just on that a one. Just a little bit. Um, but uh, hilarious in all the sketches she was in. Um, next up, I don't even know what we need to say about this guy, uh, Adam Sandler. What, I mean, what do you even say? I mean, Big Daddy. No, I mean, yeah, Big Daddy was his last 90s movie. He, was it? Yeah, Airheads. Okay. I love Airheads <laughs> with Brendan Fraser yeah. when they have the fake guns that are filled yeah. with hot sauce. Yeah. Yeah, so um, good. Mm-hmm. Billy Madison, yeah. Happy Gilmore, Bulletproof on the heels of Happy Gilmore. He did Bulletproof. I don't Do you know. remember that? I was, uh, mm-hmm. Who was it with? Martin Lawrence? I don't know, man. Um, the Wedding Singer. Amazing. Duh. <laughs> Best movie of all time. Uh, the Water Boy. Super Not fun. so great. I love the Water Boy. And then, uh, like you mentioned, Big Daddy, and and like I mentioned earlier, he's still making tons of movies today. It's gotten to the point where I feel like he can. He's he's the Stephen King of books, where he can go to Netflix and be like, "I got an idea." And they're like, "All right, here's some money. Go well, make and it." And he does movies with Rob Schneider, oh, yeah. David Spade, the Bad and, Boys. Yeah, of, yeah the SNL. which is embarrassing. <laughs> But, yeah, no, they do all those, like, movies where they're, like, perverted dads together and mm-hmm. stuff now. Um, Tim Meadows, the which best. is funny. So, Tim Meadows obviously had The Ladies' Man, which right at the end of the decade, I think the movie actually came out in 2000. That's uh, when I learned about Cavassier. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. That's when we all learned about Cavassier. Yes, thank you, Tim Meadows. That or it was uh, Pass the Cavassier by DeBusta Rhymes. Um, also true, yeah. He was always... He was another, like, unfortunately, a token black character. But mm-hmm. the, the fun part about Tim Meadows was he was in the cast so long that that became the ongoing joke. And when anyone came back to host, because like we just mentioned, everyone had this amazing, successful film career when they left SNL. And they'd come back to host and they'd be like, oh, Tim, what do you do now? He's like, oh, I'm still here. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, until Daryl Hammond later on, he was the longest running cast member. So oh, it was I just this ongoing joke. It's it fantastic. Um, Norm Macdonald weekend update Norm Macdonald I think the only person on SNL ever I mean fact check this or whatever but that got fired for saying the F word no that's not true Jenny Slate her very first episode but she was doing a skit where you're pretending to say the F word so I'm like you guys are just wading into dangerous territory but Norm Macdonald if I'm not mistaken was doing weekend update and then like coughed unbeknownst to him that it was coming and then was like oh what the fuck was that <laughs> and of course that was live and uh it didn't pan out for him but norm mcdonald's hilarious he's such a such a weirdo yeah um, no his weekend update though was like some of my favorite yeah we, he was i think he was Tina and Amy. uh dennis miller obviously had like a big staple in weekend update i do not like dennis miller but that's for another show <laughs> it's not because he was 80s um Perfect. but uh i think norm mcdonald was the the guy who really brought weekend update to the surface for people of our generation he would just end his sentences like and that would be the joke and you could tell the audience was like waiting for like a more (laughs) obvious joke but it was a subtle joke that was really good and deadpan and 
a lot of people didn't get it and I thought his weekend update was like some of the like top couple weekend updates so uh, there's a, there's a list of like five or six people that were on SNL for one season um, between that early cast and the later cast and some of them I didn't I, I don't even think I knew but this list is crazy yeah I mean the the 84 85 list is even crazier but this is a uh, uh, Sarah Silverman, Jay Moore, Chris Elliott, Janine Garofalo, and Michael McKeon. I didn't know, and Christopher Guest we discussed. Obviously, yeah. that was in the 80s, but he was on there too. So that whole team that you see in all those movies, Best in Show and Prairie, or not Prairie Home Companion. Uh, is it Prairie Home Companion? But Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman, like mm-hmm. that whole cast. Um, Christopher Guest and Michael McKeon being yeah. part of SNL. I, I honestly didn't know that, and that's, that's a fun little fact. Uh, but that, I mean, that wraps up the early 90s cast. And obviously a ridiculous amount of talent there. If they're still alive, they're still making movies. If they're not alive, we wish they were because they were just so talented and and, and left us in such tragic ways. There's people that are out there like Mike Myers and Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider and Chris Rock and Dana Carter, everyone we mentioned that are just doing amazing stuff with comedy and hilarious people what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard at no point were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it did you hear i finally graduated yeah just a shade under a decade too all right you know a lot of people go to college for seven years i know they're called doctors you're in big trouble though pal i eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast you eat pieces of shit for breakfast no all right guys before we wrap it up today uh, i just want to take a moment to remember tom petty Uh, while he is most often associated with classic rock it often surprises people that two songs like breakdown and mary jane's last dance came out in two completely different decades. In fact, Petty came off the 80s with the success of Traveling Wilburys and more singles in the 90s than any other decade. The release of Into the Great Wide Open, which is an amazing song and album, uh, was in 1991 and included the title track and the hugely famous Learning to Fly. This was followed by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' Greatest Hits album in 93, which they included the new song, Mary Jane's Last Dance. Then in 94... My personal favorite, uh, the Wildflowers album, came out to a huge success in multiple singles. Petty went on to do the soundtrack, uh, Jennifer Aniston's She's the One in the 90s, and then had many more releases uh, up until his death. Uh, He was a genius songwriter, a beautiful poet, and Tom Petty passed on October 2nd, 2017, and he will be sorely missed. And Tom, he said it best, you belong among the wildflowers. So rest in peace. Alright guys, that is going to do it for episode 2. I want to thank my beautiful wife, Erica Lamb, for coming in today. You know, I mean, coming in by coming downstairs and sitting in the bar with me. 
So do you, are you a beer fan now? <laughs> Let that be a lesson, folks. Um, uh, thank you so much. And remember, the website is justinlammusic.com slash podcast. That's J-U-S-T-I-N-L-A-M-B-M-U-S-I-C dot com slash podcast. And you can also go on there and comment and ask for anything you want to hear or talk about on here. Uh, please like the podcast, share it. If you use iTunes or Google Play or whatever you use, please go on there and share it. Tell your friends about it if you like what you hear. And if you don't like what you hear, uh, do it anyway, because that'd be a huge heads up for me. Or keep your mouth shut. My wife is incredibly threatening. (laughs) So go on, like it, share it. Thank you so much for listening. We, we've had a bunch of people this week listen to the first episode, and I'm excited to see what you guys do this week. Thank you again, and uh, have a great week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> see you later. Bye, guys. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, see you later. <laughs>